With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, the last Callahan Podcast before Christmas, well, we find out who is responsible for jamming that $10 million for gender studies in Pakistan, jamming that into the bill. We find out who it is, and we destroy them. We also give you some of the latest, uh, some of the more, more details about the pork in this scandalous bill. Um, Charlie Baker's trying to ruin the last of the restaurants that are still alive in Massachusetts. Uh, Killer Cuomo is just destroying everything in New York. Newsflash. Uh, Tom Brady uh, trolls Tony Dungy, and uh, Tom Shattuck uh, explains why he overplayed my big announcement uh, yesterday. But uh, we'll get to all that on the Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Chewed by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colin, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, Tom Shattuck, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, we went over this yesterday, but it was big news all day. This uh, stimulus package that the uh, that the House and the Senate passed overwhelmingly. I was a little skeptical yesterday. I've come around. I heard Lindsey Graham explain to Fox News that it's important to send many, many millions, in this case, 10 million to Pakistan for gender studies, because he explained this. He said women in Pakistan can't open bank accounts without their uh, husband's approval. And I thought, you know, who cares about the damn restaurant owners, the gym owners? Who cares that people can't pay their rent? Who cares? 12 million Americans are being evicted. So what? Women in Pakistan, Tom, can't open a bank account <laughs> without their husband's pres- uh, uh, permission. And you know what I did? I looked at my, my paycheck and said, you know, I'm glad they're taking half my money and sending it to Pakistan. That poor woman. Now we send her the millions. You know what, Pakistan? 
they'll no longer allow men to marry four women. That's out. You know, they'll no longer uh, discriminate against women because we sent them my and your hard-earned money. I assume. Did you see it, by the way? You, you, you guys live? feel the same way, right? Yeah. Did you watch it live? Like, did you see Lindsey Graham's face as he's saying, like, he's pretty serious. He's serious about this issue. Like, yeah. He's, he's yeah. all in. Uh, well, I asked the question, who did this? And we'll get to Trump's speech, the best speech of his presidency, because he came close to naming names. He certainly named uh, uh, pork barrel projects one after another. It was it was great. He stuck to the script. He took no questions. It was Trump at his best. And, and we're going to play some of that because it was so good. But I wanted to know who jammed in this $10 million for Pakistan gender programs. That's all I asked. Find out who it was. Lindsay pretty much confessed. Lindsay is okay pissing away many, many millions, uh, in this case, billions of taxpayer dollars for to sending it to uh, shithole countries, foreign countries, for whatever. I mean, to Nepal, to the Sudan. It's, it's, it's a scandal, and I don't think they expected it to blow up on them, on them this way. And I, and I also, I think I understand now why Nancy didn't want to do this before the election. I, I hope people are waking up. I hope they're seeing this. I hope they're seeing just how little uh, these Congress people and these, and these senators care about them and their struggles and their troubles and this crisis. They don't care. They're busy squandering billions for no good reason. And I'm just glad, at least for four more weeks or whatever it is, yeah, four more weeks, we have a president who is calling them out because in a month, Shattuck, the, the, the executive branch is, is in on this scam every bit as much as these pigs like Pelosi and Lindsey Graham, who should have quit after he got Kavanaugh up, uh, affirmed, confirmed, because he's a disgrace. This was yep. a disgrace. They all are. They all are. I am so disgusted at every Republican and Democrat, every except for a few, Rand Paul. AOC, I mean, it, well, it, although she got the AOC shot, voted for it. There's a couple of people. There's a couple of people there who actually are saying something about how obscene this is to be given all this pork away right now. Freaking legal seafood just submerged. Are you kidding me? The most iconic restaurant in Boston now is, it, you know, took a torpedo. Berkowitz had to offload his restaurant. He didn't even. And by the way, I don't. I don't even think he took cash. Like he gets paid out years, like years from now, if it's a successful move for them. And if company. they can't survive, who the hell's going to? What's going to survive? I was in a movie. I, 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 live, I live one. I live one block from illegal seafood, and I love it. And it's going away. I mean, this is hitting. This is hitting home. As you know, I've been bitching about my friends who own the gym, the restaurants all over the place, uh, other restaurant owners who I don't even know who are reaching out to me, and it's clear to me now that the people in Congress, my congressperson, the absolutely insane Ayanna Presley, everybody, all the, I, I get that you want to, you want the num- go over the numbers again, 359 to 53 uh, landslide Senate 92 to seven. So almost all our representatives in Washington voted against all those restaurant owners voted to give them next to nothing voted to give you, which is, you know, for a family of whatever, five, that's a couple of trips to the grocery store. That's it. And they sent tens of billions to, and you've seen the list. I mean, all the countries in the Caribbean, for Christ's sake. And, and, you know, we went over it before the Sudan and Nepal and India and, and Pakistan and just these crazy wasteful projects. 
And most people understand it's a scandal. Most people understand these pigs don't care about uh, the, the voters, the taxpayers. But you had some people defending it, like Lindsay, and I guess I give him credit, went out there and defended $10 million for gender programs in Pakistan. By the way, a country that hates us, a country that that where, where bin Laden hit out for, for eight, nine, ten years, a country that has yes. a, a absolute disdain for everything uh, that we we represent, and we're just going to hand right. them a check. And do you really think that check is going to help the woman open a bank account? In so, you know, there are things in there. The foreign aid budget is 1% of all American spending. Pakistan is a place I really worry about. 85 countries, a woman can't open up a bank account without her husband's signature. She can't inherit property. If you're a young girl in Pakistan, life is pretty tough. So we're trying to make life better for women throughout the world. But 1%. Oh, that's Pakistan funds the Taliban. Pakistan Ooh. is the parent country of the Taliban. It's absolutely ridiculous. And on a side note, by the way, Jerry, your president-elect Biden, had he been the president, you know, uh, you know, 10 years ago, bin Laden would still be alive and in Pakistan safely. These aren't our friends. These are foes out there. It's ridiculous. Lindsey Graham, I mean, I, mean I, I love him half the time and I hate him half the time. Well, I hate ridiculous. him right now. And, uh, even if, and then they talk down to you and they say, no, 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 this is an omnibus bill that's partnered with the COVID stimulus relief package. F that. F the omnibus bill, and you look at the American people and say, you're going to get 600 bucks this year. What the freak is 600 bucks? Everybody got laid off and furloughed last year. There's no, nobody's going to be made whole from 600 bucks. I heard somebody say this, and let, let's be honest right now. Let's be honest. 600 is worse than nothing. 600 yeah. is an insult. 600 is a number uh, that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her henchmen and Steny Hoyer and the rest of these, 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 these vile people said, this will keep the peasants at bay. We'll give them 600 and then we'll turn around and give 40 million to the Kennedy Institute and, and, and the Smithsonian. They're giving money to the Kennedy Institute for the second time during this um, pandemic. And it's not open. <laughs> it's not open. Right. So, the, and and if you look at the, the the description, it's for you know cleanup and for uh, you know paying overtime to the uh, to the staff. And I'm saying it's not even open. So the restaurants that want to be open, that fight to be open, get nothing. And the Kennedy Center, where uh, people like you know the, the aristocrats get to go watch the ballet, gets another forty million. And people like Lindsey Graham, you say you like him some, I hate him. I hate him. He went on TV and tried to, uh, and this is the thing that drives me the craziest. It's only 1% of the budget. I wouldn't give a damn if it were one millionth of the budget. Yep. It's the principle that you say, we'll give them 600 bucks, which is, you know, gas money for, for a month for, mm -hmm. you know, people who are going to work or like I said, grocery money. And they'll just, they'll be content. They won't even notice the, the, the waste, the, the, the the corruption on the other side. So here, here's 600 bucks. If they gave them nothing, I would have said, at least they didn't insult them. And and I give Trump credit for coming out and you know saying, we got to make this 2000. It has to be more or it doesn't make any difference at all. Trump, yeah. listing, Trump listing all the pork in his speech. That was like just flat out assault. Like you're just yeah. like, stop it. Just please, please and, stop. We get it. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll get, we'll get to that. But I do, have to, uh, I don't want to give him credit. I do have to say, I was amazed that Lindsey Graham did this because I thought they'd all be hiding like the cockroaches they are, all be hiding. 
saying it wasn't me because they have plausible deniability. We can't prove who jammed, you know, the money in for Nepal and no one else will go out and try to even rationalize it. Only Lindsey Graham will sit there on national TV and say, women can't open bank accounts. Do you know, I'm not losing a restaurant. I'm not losing a gym. I'm not losing my home. And I don't give a damn that women can't open bank accounts in Islamabad. You're losing everything. All of the foreign aid they're talking about, all of these millions of dollars and billions of dollars that in foreign aid, and we as Americans who've been torpedoed by our own government, we can't recoup any of our own taxpayer money. We'd be better moving to Africa, getting citizenship there and receiving American taxpayer money than we are being Americans here and getting taxpayer money. It's disgusting, the, the priorities. And yeah, I, I mean... I, I don't understand how. Well, yeah, I do understand. We deserve this. This is what we deserve as uh, as voters because we vote them back in right, again, again and again. We, we have we've destroyed the black community in in minority communities in this in this uh, in this country this year, and we're celebrating ourselves. You know, as having this been a year of a good, good reckoning, etc. We have made this country a worse place to be, and then we get lectured to by your congressman, Diana Presley, about. Food apartheid? <laughs> no. What is well, that even? Here's, she went national yesterday. I'll give uh, uh, Ayana cr- uh, credit. I'm, and honestly, it blows my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I have to admit, Shattuck, I'm struggling with this because we've often called out uh, our elected officials for some outrage and, you know, corruption. Obviously, we've been talking about Joe Biden and how corrupt his family is. And it's just par for the course. This latest insanity is it's kind of pushed me over the edge to the point where I'm, I'm looking at people who vote for Ayanna Presley or vote for, uh, uh, you know, kill, uh, killer Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, people who support these utterly corrupt, immoral people. Ayanna Presley, you know, for all her faults, isn't hiding, isn't lying. She wants to start the vaccine in prison. She wants, you know, Zarniev, Joe Karzarniev, to get the vaccine before your grandmother. She wants that. And she says it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking so I, where I live, there's lots of Democrats, presumably many of them supported her. I, I, do they have grandmothers or mothers and fathers in nursing homes? Do they know old folks who are trapped in nursing homes or assisted living facilities, just waiting for the day they get that injection and they can live again? They know those people. Well, those people have to wait behind Joe Karzarniev in Ayanna Presley's world. And by the way, Charlie Baker, the biggest fraud in the country, the biggest phony in the country, he's an alleged Republican, if you're not aware of this, who uh, yesterday announced that he's he's put 5,000 restaurants out of business already. Not enough. He's working to put them all out of business. It is Baker's uh, crusade to destroy every restaurant. We'll get to his his latest edict because it's so friggin' outrageous. Um, but he's he's in on this. A Republican, an alleged Republican, is in on it with Ayanna Presley to start the vaccines with prisoners, with prisoners, people who've raped and murdered and 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 dealt drugs, gangbangers. They get to go before the World War II vet. And I'll say this every damn day. Uh, they get to go before the elderly folks who've been trapped in their nursing homes, people that have lived their lives and you know fought for this country and paid their taxes. Those people must wait while Stevie Flemmy and Charles James and Jared Remy and Joe Carzania get vaccinated. And this 
This idiot, Ayanna Presley, thinks that a, a 30-year-old prisoner, a 25-year-old prisoner, should go before a 90-year-old World War II vet. A 25-year-old prisoner is in no danger from the virus. And we know that. She doesn't care. No, and you have some reasonable Democrats who tried to tell us, oh, no, this is about the health of front-facing workers in those prisons. This isn't about the prisoners. No, Ayanna Presley in the New York Times are saying, no, this is about social justice. This is about, you know, righting the wrongs of the past. That's why this has to be given to to prisoners. And we have to give it to, based on race, frontline workers, based on race. So instead of giving it to elderly black and brown people, who need it, who will die, you want to give it to frontline workers based on their race, which is a weird eugenics uh, philosophy it's, that's it's accepted and perfectly reasonable in 2020. It's bizarre. She doesn't catch Ayanna Presley only cares about race. That's all that matters is race. And she thinks there are more black and brown people, to use her term, in prison and more white people in nursing homes. So basically what she's saying is let them die. They will die. The prisoners won't die. I mean, the, the number of prisoners who's died is intes, intes, infinitesimal. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, a small fraction of the number who've died in the general public because in the general public you have elderly people, vulnerable people, 80-year-olds, 85-year-olds. They're the ones dying. Ayanna Presley doesn't care because they're white. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such an outrage. And I saw it when National and they were talking about it on Fox News and Tucker. And that's good because here she has – allies in the media as you know well you know she has the boston globe she has all the 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 tv stations in 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 boston they will not say or do or question her at all they they, because if you do guess what you're racist and if if she wants white people to die and black prisoners to live that's just social justice that's all there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives so you that's all you are calling for um you know, for violent riots. She supported the, the T for Black Lives Matter violent riots. Um, it, and there and- is unrest in the streets now. And the crime rate is up 500% in some cities where black and brown people now can't leave the house, you know, without fear of being shot or beat up or mugged or worse. But nope, that's fine. As long as we've tackled uh, food apartheid and, uh, you know, whatever else the, the, you know, social justice issue du jour that the New York Times is all giddy about, then that's fine. It, it's so interesting that it's all symbolism. You know, if symbolically we're doing the right thing, that's fine if we hurt marginalized right. communities more. Freaking insane. It's insane that these people, that these people are actually elected and reelected. Right now, we are managing against converging public health and economic crises amid a national reckoning on racial injustice in this country. Communities from Boston to Portland and everywhere in between are rising up to demand accountability and divestment from broken systems. And the cops are being defunded and the streets are not livable anymore. And that is Jerry's who he voted for Jerry's congressman. Um, here's the, um, here's the professor. This is a professor from uh, Penn, UPenn, Harold Schmidt, an expert in ethics and health policy. <laughs> um, and I believe, uh, is he an advisor to the CDC? He's an influential guy. Quote, older populations are whiter. Society is structured in a way that enables them to live longer. Instead of giving additional health benefits to those who already have more of them, we can start to level the playing field. <laughs> He wants to deprive white elderly people of the vaccine because white people live longer. And if they die 
that means a level playing field. This is uh, one of uh, Ayanna Presley's allies, supporters, and he's all for giving the vaccine to murderers and rapists and drug dealers ahead of World War II vets because most of those World War II vets are white. He's that, an ethicist, Jerry. And I don't, I don't know how I ended up going back because I find these things so friggin' outrageous. And it's not every day that you read or hear something that, that sets you off, that puts you over the edge. But in this case, I feel like it's a, it's just a friggin' Gatlin gun every day. I'm going, wait, you know, they're giving my money, your money to uh, Nepal. And, and, and by the way, that's just a foreign aid. And, you know, according to Lindsay, it's only 1%. The domestic stuff is more outrageous. The Kennedy Institute, the Smithsonian horse. Did you follow the horse racing um, aspect to this? Um, to, I don't know what you call it. To, this pork barrel um, bill, the horse racing, um, it, it, the COVID relief bill. I'm, I'm reading from uh, Tom Elliott from Grabian, who's great on this. The COVID relief bill will make it illegal to give racehorses painkillers before training and racing. Horses okay. who are injured or unsound should not train or participate in covered races and the use of medications and foreign substances as a treatment method that mask or deaden pain in order to allow injured or unsound horses to train should be prohibited. That's money taxpayers' money going to protect horse races from receiving painkillers before races. So a congressperson, I assume with the help of a lobbyist from the horse racing industry, jammed this into this 5,600-page bill, which was ostensibly designed to help people pay their mortgage or help people buy groceries. Some scumbag congressperson said, you know, we, I don't know, maybe it's in uh, Florida, somewhere where there are tracks, and said, we have to help whatever, horse, the horse racing industry, and jam this in. And we don't get to know who that is, so I say we paint them all with a broad brush and say they're all freaking scumbags, all 359 Congress per people who voted for this for, for this obscenity. Uh, and and uh, believe me, I got people defending it, not that defending it and saying, you know, uh, it's only a small fraction and this is typical. This is what happens. This is how it works. Maybe it's good. Maybe this is all coming to light. Maybe people are paying attention. God knows. I hope they're, they're, I hope they're listening to us. You say, you say this on every single thing. Nobody is paying attention. They're paying attention to one thing and it is $600. My mother yesterday said to me, oh no, it's good actually. I think kids get $100 more in this package. She has no idea that people are jamming in. What's the other one? Somebody jammed in something about it's a felony now to stream or something online. Like, oh, yeah, what yeah, are yeah, doing? Yeah, a bunch. To stream, I'll probably get us in trouble. But uh, this... Um, uh, funding for an investigation into the 1908 Springfield race riot. What? <laughs> Someone jammed in funding to investigate the Springfield race riot. I don't think it's Springfield, Mass. I don't even know which Springfield. There's, maybe it's Springfield from the the, uh, the Simpsons. Um, but and then you know you have whatever 85 million to Cambodia. I thought we were done with Cambodia. Back in you know you know after Vietnam, I thought we were done. Once we got Martin Sheen out of there after he killed Marlon Brando, weren't we done in Cambodia? Um, One hundred thirty-five million to Burma. What is Burma? Is it a country or city? What is Burma? I thought Burma wasn't Burma Myanmar. It was 
Berman? Oh, is that is that what Myanmar is? Who knows? I I Burma existed. I don't know. Can, can you think of how much good as as somebody said? Tim Pool said this: ten million to uh, Pakistani uh, uh, gender programs. He said, "I'd rather stop ten people randomly in the street and hand them each a million dollars. They would, you know, invest it or spend it in this country, and it would work. I mean, it might be unfair that only ten people got." But it makes more sense to give 10 random people a million dollars each, start a business, you know, uh, put their kids through college, then give it to gender programs so that Pakistani women can open bank accounts without their husband's permission. What happened to tone deafness? I thought that was a huge felony just a few months ago if you were tone deaf. With the exception of if if you're in government or if you're part of the maybe the top 1%, everybody is hurting. Everybody is, I mean, take, taking a hit here. I mean, I don't know anybody, anybody who hasn't been draining their 401k if they didn't already and desperately needs money. People are putting off their mortgages. You know, I'm getting more calls from 800 numbers, which I assume are credit card people saying, where the hell is our money than I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> and it, this is this is such an insult, such an F you to make just a small pittance of it. And remember, Pelosi said the $2,000 that Trump wanted to give to people, she said that was a pittance. That was crumbs, to, to go yeah. correctly. All right, I have, to, I have to turn this off or I'll get distracted for the whole show because here's another one for you. $193 million set aside for federal HIV and AIDS workers to buy cars while stationed in other countries. So if you're a federal AIDS worker stationed in another country, why are you in another country? But now the taxpayers who are losing everything, some I assume losing their cars, right? Some people are losing their cars. They can't afford them. Are going to buy cars for AIDS workers in other countries. And that's in England. I'm reading it. I'm reading the what, what, what is what is it about people not knowing about all this pork and this stuff? Like, what is is it just the fact that it's like not included on the nightly news? Like, I'm sure well, that well, nobody knew, Dave. Remember, they they got a five thousand page bill, and you know they had six hours to vote on it, so nobody got to. Nobody knows. Nobody. No congressperson knows. No no journalist knows. And these yeah, and these omnibus omnibus I mean, bills are like the Bible. You know, they're five hundred different little bills written by lobbyists. And then combined to one big Leviathan, which is what this thing right. is. And, and oh, you know what? I mentioned ten million, and everyone's talking about the ten million to Pakistan. How about this one? Seven hundred million to the Sudan. Hmm. The Sudan. I don't know why we have to include the the. Why can't we just call it Sudan? Seven hundred million for the Sudan. What the hell are they going to do with it? Isn't the Sudan? They, I mean, uh, what's the significance to like the strategic significance to us? What the Sudan does 700 million that's more than two bucks from each person in this country to the Sudan. Who, would ever, who, would, ever, who would ever be in favor of that? If you put well, that, they, I mean, oh, they, they oh. have, I'm sure they have debt to pay off, so that makes sense, right? We, have, we are 28 trillion in debt in this country, 28 trillion. Right. And there, there are certain bribes and payoffs that we do. Like the Sudan is now, you know, created a, a, a treaty with Israel and normalized relations. So maybe there is a wink that somewhere you'd want to grease them. Not now, not with this. Maybe down the road somewhere we can take care of the Sudan. But we got big problems here. And the, and the, and the, the thing is that makes it so vicious is that the government ordered us to destroy our lives. They ordered us to sacrifice our livelihoods. And that's why this is so extraordinary right now. So for DC to 
be doing business as usual is totally unacceptable. Government forced us to hang ourselves right. here. And now is, you know, apoplectic that we're angry that they're giving money away to for AIDS workers to buy new uh, Teslas. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guarantee in the wording they have to be electric cars. Oh, this is a good one. One million dollars for the Tibetan scholarship program. <clears throat> so Tibetan people get to get scholarships on your neighborhood restaurant owner who just went under. They're going to take some of his money. The The guy next door who just lost his job and. I uh, told his kid, you know, they can't go to that college. They're, they're going to take some money from him and invest it in Tibetan scholarship programs. How does this even come up? How does that even get, uh, you know, thrown out there on the table for consideration? Hey, football fans, are you an Amazon Prime member? Well, this holiday weekend, Amazon Prime Video is the place to watch the NFL live with back-to-back games on Friday, Christmas Day. The Vikings take on the Saints in an NFL Christmas special. Then on Saturday, the 49ers face the Cardinals in a divisional showdown only on Prime Video. Not an Amazon Prime member? Well, don't worry. Sign up for a 30-day free trial and you'll get both games. And you can watch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. So this holiday weekend, relax, tune in, and enjoy the NFL on Prime Video. Friday, Viking Saints. Saturday, 49ers Cardinals. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. Eastern for both games with kickoff at 4.30, both on Prime Video. Friday's game is also available on NFL Network and Fox, simulcast subject to change, presented by Bud Light Platinum, also available on mobile and in select markets. It's so bizarre, but I got to stop with this. And you know what we should do? We should let our president, at least for uh, four more weeks, our president, and and you said it first, so I'm not going to steal this from you, his finest speech. And I heard other people say that on Twitter, and I said, wait a second, it's four minutes long. He's had some good speeches. He had some great State of the Unions, the one where uh, Nancy Pelosi tore it up. That was a very good speech. Last night was brilliant. And I know that's not often used, that word's not often used to describe Donald J. Trump, but this was brilliant. He stuck to the teleprompter. He took no questions. I watched, I think he went off script up for about two words. Everything else was written for him. And it had to be because it's so unbelievable. He goes through the numbers in the in the pork projects, and he doesn't doesn't name doesn't name any names. That's the, I give him an A minus because if he named some names, including Lindsey Graham and others who jammed this pork into this bill, I would have loved it. I wanted him to do that. He didn't, but he went through item by item, and it was outrageous. You heard it laid out, and we're going to play the whole thing was four minutes long. We'll play, we'll play a, a good amount of it, and you will. I don't care if you hate Trump. Listen to this and tell me he doesn't do a brilliant job of summing up this whole scandal. Well, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan, $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama, $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., 
which is not even open for business, $1 billion for the Smithsonian, and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million. I mean, he can just go on and <laughs> on and fish management. He goes on and he goes through the whole item by item, and it's brilliant. And he wants to go off script and say, this is ridiculous. And he wants to uh, editorialize. He doesn't. Finishes it, wraps it up, says some stupid thing about how he might, you know, steal the uh, win the election and walks off um, and doesn't take any questions, which was smart. And it was perfect you know why because people aren't i know no one's going to read the bill but most people you know dave's right they're not even going to read the stories they're not even going to know anything about this Mm -hmm. i I mean what his actual ask was at the end of his speech like nobody mentioned anything about the pork there's no headline about trump saying anything about the pork and that was he just went on for 90 seconds right there on that and you you know what you can't be in favor of this if you're a if you're a decent human being you, you might, you know, hate whatever uh, Trump and you might like whatever Tibet, Tibetan people, but you can't think in a time of crisis, in a time of COVID with so many businesses going under that it's a good idea to send 85 million to Cambodia or whatever, 100 million for fish, reef fish right. harvesting. No, and- but Shattuck make a good point. They don't give a shit about Cambodia. They give a shit about paying off lobbyists. That's all it is. It's not it's nothing about the actual issues. This is just about pay, paying back favors. That's all it is. Right. But the, and that's why what Trump said was so powerful, because it was a perfect populist message. He elucidated perfectly the outrageousness of this right now, where the government, our own government has its foot on our neck and but they're throwing money to for coral reefs. A reef should never get any tax dollars from the United States of America ever. You want to get into reef? Uh, giving, then go ahead and do that on your own time. You know, work with the Sierra Club or something, and, and do build a reef GoFundMe or something. But stay the f away from tax money reef. for your freaking reefs. Or and, and this, what what does when someone brings this item, some you know scummy congressperson from whatever Illinois brings it to uh, Nancy Pelosi or Steny Hoyt says, "How about this? I got a project for." Uh, you know, reef management and, and, you know, I only want 127 million. Does she laugh off or do her aides or do her, her capos, do they just laugh anyone out of the room? Because no, because they bring their gift basket in the form of a political action committee and in the form of a soft money contribution to the DNC and then money to Pelosi coffers first. And then she says, okay, and what would you like from the American taxpayer? And, and they say 128 million. She says, no freaking problem. Done. This um, no problem. You got to wait for a black swan event that uh, that involves the entire country. Everyone's hurting, but just just wait. I'll pay it back. Don't worry about it. I got you. I mean, if this if there was no COVID, if there was no COVID relief uh, uh, component, would this just slide through? Would people say we would would we not even know they were sending money to the Egypt Egyptian military? <laughs> the Egyptian. Here's the best one. We even get to this one. I think it's a hundred and something million. I'll, I'll get the number. To Jordan for its border wall. <laughs> yeah, isn't that beautiful? Are, there is hundreds of millions of dollars to Middle East countries for border security. The same people, the same 359 scumbags voting for this, not all of them, many of them are against funding our own border wall because, you know, border walls are racist, but they'll fund Jordan's border wall between Jordan and Syria to keep people out. 
So we could do it there, but not here. I thought that if you built a 20 foot wall, they were going to build a 20 foot ladder. And that walls wall, I heard walls didn't work, Tommy. Walls don't work. I heard we, we need bridges more than walls as well. It <laughs> seems awful inhumane to me. All right. Well, um, and by the way, we could by do this. Jerry, you know what would be the best piece of legislation we could possibly have, both state level and federal level, is that in times of pandemics, in times when uh, the American people have extraordinary restrictions put on them, that politicians and people in government should not get paid so that they could feel that. I mean, there's a lot of good things like that, right? They get paid. They average, uh, they make 174,000, haven't missed a paycheck, haven't missed a benefit, and they just voted to give you 600, meaning a total of 1,800, a total of 1,800. And by the way, in this bill, they give it to illegal aliens retroactively. So illegal aliens can get as much as you do, um, but 1,800 in, in, in 10 months. So they voted to give people, hardworking Americans, $180 a month, $180 a month. Incredible. Incredible. These people that make... What do they make? They make 180,000 would be 15,000 a month. AOC, who is uh, a half wit to be kind, makes 18,000 a month. And she voted to give you $180 per month. And you make the best point. I've said it many, many times. And I'm usually against bailouts like like the, the Obama bailout of the auto industry, of the auto union workers industry. Um but in this case, this was no fault of their own. The people lost jobs, lost restaurants, lost businesses through no fault. It was government-ordered shutdown. It was involuntary, or I should say voluntary, tanking of the economy by the government. And the people who paid the price are getting crumbs, are getting peanuts. And the people, the uh, Tibetan monks are getting scholarships. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, well, I, I want to get to. There's so many outrages today, you know. It's, yeah. many, it's like it's like uh, I feel like I'm Howard Beale every every day now. It's uh, is it Howard Beale who sticks his head out the window? No, it's Howard Beale, isn't it? Right, Howard Beale. Yeah, that worked, um, right? It's but yes. Jerry, you know, I, can I just play something that Joe Biden said yesterday? Of course. If, well, I I mean, I heard he got asked one question by Peter well, Ducey of Fox, which is going to be what you're going to get once a month or so. He'll get asked one question by Fox News. He'll blow them off, laugh at them, and the rest of the media said, "Will say, why are you being so mean to our hero? Don't you know he's here because he's a decent human being? And where do you get the nerve asking him a question about his corrupt business practices? But go ahead, Tom Shattuck. This is where, even worse than that, where Biden calls him a dog and pony show, the same thing ever, ever again. You keep asking me the question that I never answer again. But what I think is even more pernicious than that is this. Here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. There'll be no time to waste. What the hell does that mean? The darkest days are ahead of us. We've lost 300,000. Does that mean another 500,000 are going to die? Is that what he means? Or does he mean that you and I, Jerry, are going to have to lock down for a little bit longer and a little bit longer and then a little bit longer and suck it up? Because economically, we're going to be going down the tubes. Unless you live in a coral reef, 
You're going to get no relief, and we're going to go be going down the tubes more and more. Um, it, it, he, I mean, I watched this. Obviously, you don't get a lot of chances to watch him, and it is kind of comical when he stumbles and bumbles over the words. And here's something else that you're not hearing so much, but every time he talks, it's incredibly depressing. I mean, I know. I know you hear that, you know, you, people want an optimistic message and that was Reagan's greatest strength was he was always optimistic and, you know, with a shining city on the hill from uh, things like that. He is so depressing. All it is is dour, dark and uh, dark days ahead and a darkest winter coming. There's no nothing uplifting about Joe Biden. It's kind of pathetic. But um, we should mention this now because Peter Ducey, the only one who ever asks a real question asked the completely legitimate question about Hunter. And do you still think it was Russian disinformation, which was a lie from the beginning? It's still a lie. Hunter's under investigation by the feds for tax crime, maybe money laundering. Perfectly legitimate question, especially considering Joe Biden was involved in the, in the Chinese venture where they made all the money and probably didn't pay taxes on. And, uh, he's asked about it. I don't know if you have this uh, ready, uh, Colin, but he, but he blows him off, laughs at him, and calls him a one-horse pony. It was really... Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise you, my Justice Department will be totally on its own making its judgments about how they should proceed. Thank you. A, right there, he's, he's arrogant, blowing it off, laughing at him. Perfectly legit question. B, he's lying because he knows it's not Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. And, and C, what the hell is a one-horse pony? And, and the worst part, of course, is the rest of the media, these pathetic, slobbering lapdogs, they mock and snicker at Peter Ducey, the only journalist in the room, for asking a real question. They're involved in the cover-up. We know that. We've seen it all along. And they are ready to double down. They are ready to circle the wagons around their guy yeah. and protect him from these, these accusations. But he just, if you haven't seen, the, if you don't see the video, he laughs at him, like dismisses him. Like, how dare you ask me about my corrupt uh, uh, son who's under federal investigation? How dare you? I mean, he's so... He's getting so comfortable around the rest of these stooges that he knows. He knows it's going to be a four-year, you know, whatever, say a year and a half he'll last, maybe a year, year and a half. He knows it's just going to be one tongue bath after another. Yeah, and it always is. And there's in the other, you can hear it, like you said, the other press, the people in the, the White House press corps are like, oh, come on, did you have to do what, really? Yeah. You know, when Peter Ducey does that, pe- people like Yamiche Alcindor, who, right. by the way, is getting stimulus money, Jerry, for the Corporation for Public Broadcast. Well, that's true. We got huge money for NPR yep. and uh, the Corporation and NEA, National Endowment for the Arts, and all the rest of those boondoggles are getting a new infusion of cash thanks to you the taxpayers who lost their jobs. But go ahead, Shattuck. Right. The Amici Alcindor, of course, will yell at him for daring to. Why would you say that about the president in this incoming administration? Remember, they're superheroes, Jerry. It felt like we're being rescued from this this (laughs) craziness that we've all lived through from the last four years. And now here are the superheroes to come and save us all. Uh, That's you know what? I, I, I will always uh, give credit to Trump for accomplishing a lot in his four years. It felt like it felt like eight because he did get a lot done. 
but he did not defund NPR. He did not defund Planned Parenthood. There are just some things uh, he could have done. I wish he could have done. He's probably not going to do them for the next four weeks, but uh, maybe the next guy, maybe. Uh, oh, by the way, this isn't, uh, I don't want to get into this, but I'm crossing Josh Hawley off my list. Josh Hawley voted for this, this uh, pork barrel bill. A bunch of good Republicans didn't. Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Marsha Blackburn. Uh, they didn't, but but Josh Hawley did. He's going to have to lot. He's going to go take a lot for him to make up for this mistake. But Jerry, can I give a, can I give a small defense to Lindsey Graham and Josh Josh Hawley? Sure. Okay. Devil's advocate. Perhaps this was all about Georgia and um, and winning the Senate race in Georgia. It's you're still you have to explain that to me because everybody knows this bill is a joke. Nobody thinks, oh, thank God they gave me my six hundred dollars. Nobody wants I shouldn't say they don't want six hundred. They want more. And Trump is promising more. So if you voted for this bill, you voted for less, not more. Yeah, I I understand that. I do think that Trump was a little late. You know, it would have been nice to hear this about a month ago. You know, from him, that would have been good. Rather than you know having uh, Giuliani run from courthouse to courthouse, it would have been nice to have uh, Trump try to get us relief when um, when we could have had the national conversation. Um, but um, but yeah, there, there is there is no excuse. I mean, I, I try to say that it's politics being politics, but this is a, a time. This is an extraordinary time where there is no excuse. Six hundred dollars. Just give us nothing. Just give nothing. Yeah, screw dollars. you, Josh. Screw you, Josh Hawley. Screw you. Unless you bring down, you know, the big ticks. I'm, I'm out on Josh Hawley. I'm in on uh, DeSantis because DeSantis and Christy know him. There's some good governors doing God's work out there. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, is Dave McDonough. Dave, give me a little update of last week. We have the COVID relief talks. Give me an update on how the market reacted. You know, Dave, the market finished down just a bit. It finished down because Congress cannot get their act together. This market, this economy needs a bridge to a fully vaccinated citizenry. And it's not happening because Congress is playing politics with people's livelihood. All right. So holiday season, year end planning. What do you expect for literally the end of the year, but then also into next year? So it's typically light volume during the holiday week. But what I will say is this, David, there is too much optimism out there. There's too much confidence that stocks can't go down. And that's a sign for me that folks out there need to be more proactive with their portfolios. One way of doing that is getting their hands on the 2021 outlook. I don't know who you think you are. That is my job, Dave. You got to go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. We've given away the outlooks for years and years, and LPL does some great research, Dave. You know, David, the simple. There's a lot of mistakes that you can avoid just by getting educated. This is one way of educating yourself. All right, get your hands on it. The 2021 outlook. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Let's get to the bad governors, Shattuck, shall we? We got outrage. I should have listed the outrages today because we got two new ones. And one, our governor, we'll do our governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, the biggest fraud in the country, an alleged Republican. But, you know, you're going to have to explain to me what makes him a Republican. He's as much of a, uh, a, a, a authoritarian, a petty dictator as any Democrat. And yesterday... What he did basically should have come out with a hammer and nail and said, this is it. I'm going to drive the last nail into the coffin for most Massachusetts restaurants. He'd already destroyed about 5,000 of them. He'd already made it impossible for anyone to open a new restaurant. Yesterday, he rolled back to phase whatever the hell it is. Phase one, section two, 
substance subsection B. I mean, there's a, and he said restaurants can only um, do business at 25% capacity. You know, I said 600 is worse than nothing. Mm-hmm. 25% is worse than nothing. Right. They were, they were at 40%. Some were going under, obviously. Others were struggling just to stay afloat. They were hoping for a good uh, Christmas, New Year's season, indoor indoor dining. They had all kinds of measures and plastic screens and sanitation stations, and they were just barely surviving. Well, you know what he did? He put this, his head, his foot on their head, and put them back underwater to uh, finish them off yesterday by going back to 25%. I hope someday people wake up and realize what a monster Charlie Baker is, what destruction he he, he, he wreaked on this uh, on the Commonwealth, because there's no restaurant that can survive at 25 percent. None. No, they've already missed all the holiday party money that restaurants count on all year. They've missed. That's all gone. All the functions that they usually would have had all through December, they've missed. And now it's incredible. Right. Right. As Roger Berkowitz is saying. My family legacy is over. Legal seafoods, as you know, it is no more. I have to. I can't st- take it anymore. COVID, th- these restrictions are destroying us. Right when he does that, Baker unloads this. Effective Saturday, December 26th, capacity limits will be lowered to 25% for most industries. And the lieutenant governor will talk more about the details on this shortly. Uh-huh. Indoor and outdoor gathering limits will be reduced to 25 people outside and 10 people inside, including for events. 10 people inside, hey. including for events. Can and you know what the best thing is, Jerry, is that he's still, when he, he pairs that with yelling at us, he's still pissed off about what we did last month. Our hospitals are now under significant pressure, and we're heading toward another period, this holiday stretch, when we're likely to see another significant increase in cases and hospitalizations, unless everybody plays a very different game than the one we all played at Thanksgiving. We were playing games, Jerry, last game. That's what we were doing. We were trying to be Um, human beings and living like human beings rather um, than living like you're in a gulag. We were playing games. Can you imagine? You know, he hangs out with people. He is so vile. This man is so vile. What 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 he's doing is blaming restaurants, blaming them for a a problem that's not caused by them. He can't stand in front of the cameras and you know the, the slobbering globe reporters who think it's wonderful because they don't feel anything they don't lose their jobs they they're still on john henry's uh, you know uh dole they're still on they're getting their money for nothing he's sitting there and say we have to roll back we have to put restaurants out of business no more gas and, and no churches when it's not their fault they didn't do this they didn't right. spread the virus they, it's not their s- fault for the spike i mean they didn't kill anybody in a soldier's home in holyoke that was you charlie baker that was you people are dying in the nursing homes which you are supposed to be regulating that's where they're dying they're not dying in restaurants i mean no, it's so outrageous. no he did they're all doing the right thing because they lecture us about masks we're playing games they're getting rewarded so Healthy holiday, and I'm going to have a great one. Santa's going to be very good to me. I can tell. Of course he is, because he's. I want, I, want, I want to get to him. Yeah, fine. We're done with Baker. Oh, can it, I just it, one more thing about Baker, Jerry? One more yes, thing. Sorry, that I caught. We're going to get to Cuomo. Killer Cuomo is next because I got a new story about the devastation in New York that is just mind-boggling. But go ahead, Shattuck. One other thing that Baker says that I find freaking chilling, and if we had a uh, robust media, then you would hear more about this. So today we're announcing 
new statewide restrictions that will be in place for at least two weeks, starting Saturday, December 26th. These will be in addition to our existing orders, including the stay-at-home advisory, the face mask requirements, and the early closures that are already in place. Together, the intent of the, these restrictions will be to pause activity and reduce mobility. To pause activity oh. and reduce mobility. In other words, they go, he and a bunch of public health experts who aren't physicians generally, these are sociologists, get together and say, okay, guys, I want to hear ideas, throw ideas, spitball here with me. How do we pause the activity of these nuisances and reduce their mobility? Ideas, people, ideas. Well, we reduce the restaurant size to 10% to 10 people inside. Good idea. Good. Cause your close them at eight instead of nine. How's that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's and he says it so cavalierly. I mean, he obviously he lies every day. He lies about friends with COVID. Lies about friends who've died from COVID. It's all lies. This is Howie Carr's documented. He just makes stuff up. He doesn't know anyone. It hasn't hit home. He's so cavalier and so calm. Like, yeah, we're gonna just put another hundred, hundred, two hundred restaurants out of business. Put more families on welfare, you know, we're just going to uh, ruin the lives of a no, few thousand and people. Kids, Jerry, the people kids face him. He's kids a sociopath. Are, yes, we just talked to a public health expert, uh, somebody who runs a hospital last week, and she said kids are cutting themselves. These are kids under 10 years old. They're not doing well because people, because public health experts out there are pausing activity and reducing mobility. Well, there are real casualties to this. At some point, there's going to be a real reckoning for this. In, but right now we're in this freaking backwards period where Cuomo's patting himself on the back, still on a book tour, selling posters, saying that Santa's going to, um, you know, Santa's going to be good to him, which is is amazing. One last thing on Baker, while he's putting the restaurant business out of business, like forever, destroying legal seafood along with five thousand other restaurants, he's raising your gas tax, you know, to fight climate change. Is he? This is the biggest clown. On, I don't care. You take the. I don't care that he's a Republican. He's the biggest clown in America, destroying restaurants and bars and gyms, and foisting a gas tax on people to to to, to change the climate. We get this little tiny state, you know. We get six million people in a in a, in a planet with seven billion, and he says, "I'm going to do something that is obviously just for show. That is obviously performative art." He doesn't care. He doesn't. He knows it's not going to affect the climate. He's just look at me to his friends at Harvard and the friends at the Globe. Look at me. I care about the climate. Don't so we care get about anybody who works for a living? But he cares about the weather. Can we at least get a gold star for our good job in the climate? Since nobody's driven in nine months. I mean, <laughs> that's true. By the way, that's coming. You want? I predicted this already. Within the next five years, you are going to hear public officials call for a shutdown. For the climate, not for the virus. The virus will be gone. Trump took care of that. But they'll look at the numbers, the carbon uh, emissions that we had over the last nine months and say, we must do that. We must shut down to save the planet, which they love. That puts people out of business, out of work. Everyone you know, goes to work at Amazon or gets oh, on yeah. the goal. Uh, it, it's coming, but let's get to, uh, let's get to the big apple. Let's get to killer Cuomo. I guess I can say something nice about Baker, even though I hate him. He's never, ever going to be in uh, Mar uh, Andrew Cuomo's class. Never. Right. This is the this is the dark night, man. This guy has destroyed uh, the biggest, most vibrant city, and uh, and he's not done yet. This is a story in the New York Post today. Just another, not a big deal, not a headline. Um, 
famous, the headline, the story is famous brands close their New York City shops in record numbers. Um, the Big Apple saw a record uh, one in seven nationally recognized chain stores close their doors as the pandemic sent cu- customers scurrying for cover. Some 1,132 chain stores, including 70 Dwayne Reed's, 54 Starbucks's have waved their white flag over the last 12 months. 1,132 chain stores have closed during this uh, insane overreaction to the pandemic. I guess the good news, if you're a Dunkin' Donuts fan, Dunkin' Donuts is the biggest retail chain in New York with 608 locations. They closed 28. That's a major victory, only closing 28. But a bunch of the others, Soul Cycle has been devastated, which is no surprise. People can't afford that if they're getting laid off. But here's Manhattan. That's just the, the whatever, the all New York, the five boroughs. Is it five boroughs? Yes. Manhattan absorbed the deepest cuts with 556 chain closures, almost half in the city. Incredible. Half the, half the chain stores have closed due to the borough's dependence on office workers, tourists, and wealthy residents who have hit the bricks. They have left. 546 chains in one borough in Manhattan have closed due to Andrew Cuomo and de Blasio's mm-hmm. uh, uh, insane overreaction and uh, crazy uh, lockdowns. And there's no end in sight. You just, no. heard, Char- you just heard Charlie Baker. He just said, we're going to clamp down on restaurants and, and churches for two weeks which means, you know, six more months. Yeah, and de Blasio, he's also pausing activity and reducing mobility for every single person and in every single business in Manhattan, you know, except for the night that uh, Biden won. And then de Blasio was out in front of those closed-down retail stores, you know, smoking weed and partying in the streets and encouraging people to party in the streets. Right. And that, that is the other half of this thing, that either it's a killer pandemic or it's not. But it's interesting how they can suspend it. I know we talk about it every week. It's disgusting. And for, for Cuomo to be so proud of himself, this guy still may get a role in this administration, by the way. To be oh, so- I hope he does. I hope he does, because if he were to go before the Senate, that'd be the first time anyone asked him a tough question. I don't know if you've seen his uh, press conferences, but he still thinks he's performing. Mm-hmm. You point out, oh, you played that cut. Play this again, because I think of, it's just the way I think, I think of Janice Dean, who lost both her in-laws. I think of the uh, 11, 12,000 seniors who were killed by this man because he put coronavirus patients in nursing homes, meaning 50, 70, 80, 100,000 New Yorkers who lost a relative, a parent, a grandparent to this guy's negligence. And he stepped up there and smiles and talks about how Santa's going to take good care of him. That He's the most arrogant, tone deaf, uh, just, just a brazen uh, a public official I think I've ever seen. So, healthy holiday. And I'm going to have a great one. Santa's going to be very good to me. I can tell. I worked hard this year. Social distance. Wear a mask. So Santa's why would, why would Santa be rewarding him unless, like, Santa holds stock in coffin companies? Like, what is... What Santa, is- Santa might, you know, Santa likes kids. He might hate old people because Cuomo, oh, yeah. has, Cuomo has wiped them out in New York State. And you know they- He's done a good job. He, again, he wrote a book. He won a book tour. He won an Emmy. He, he, he schmoozed with all his famous friends. 
And now there's talk of him joining the administration. And I'd be all for that. First of all, I'd be happy for New Yorkers to get rid of him. And secondly, if he ever had to get confirmed, you would actually have, I don't know, one or two senators who would ask a tough question. Maybe Ted Cruz would ask about the uh, nursing home debacle. Um, and it'd be the first time someone's asked Cuomo a tough question. It'd be great. It'd be, it'd be worth watching. They should have to report in those press conferences. They should, be, they should be forced to talk about the business closures that are going on. And maybe because there's so many, you can't mention everyone, but mention like five of them and say, then you can get the complete list of today's closures on our website. Because maybe when people start to see that and hear it, they'll start to feel it a little bit more because it's, it's how do you expect a Dwayne Reed to go out of business, but the local small guy, is going to stay in business. Like it's not, it's not rational. 70 Dwayne Reeds, which I would think they'd be, you know, like CVS and Walgreens. They'd be okay in this situation because people can go in there. They have to go in there 70 because not because the, uh, of the restrictions, but because the residents and the people working there, the, People commuting into the city are all gone. You know, the the people who live there are leaving, so the drugstores are closing. Starbucks, Starbucks is closing. But these the- reporters aren't going to ask them. You know, the only time the guy Jimmy Veland from the uh, for the from the Journal or the Post, wherever he's from, asked him a question, he and Cuomo snapped at him. Said, "Damn it, you change your attitude. You don't talk to me like that." Yeah. It's ridiculous. The rest of the reporters are are you know busy you know taking pictures with Cuomo's Emmy. You know that he that he got for you know being such a masterful handler of this pandemic. It's right. it's the, the 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 media. I'm I don't like Trump saying the media is the the enemy of the American people. I do. The, I do. <laughs> the media. He's a, it's accurate. Many in the media and certainly in the national media um, are toxic. That toxic, good word, and they're just shameless and they're corrupt. And they're immoral, and we're going to see it. They're just completely downplaying the economic impact as well. I mean, if the local restaurant goes down and 10 people lose their jobs, that means 10 rents aren't going to get paid or 10 more. You know what I mean? Like the, the impact. People is, the globe, if you work at the Globe, you don't care about that. You care about, you know, global warming. You care about climate change. You care about the planet. You're happy we're sending money to Tibet and Nepal and, you know, the Ivory Coast. Somehow you think that makes you feel better because, you know, you care about the whole, the globe. You care about all of God's people, not God's people. You care about well, all of- It's playing out in an accelerated way. You mentioned all the businesses in Manhattan, but also just look at the same kind of leadership and the same kind of restrictions is what's happening in California. And there is a mass exodus out of California. Hewlett Packard left California. You know, most of these Silicon Valley uh, companies. Or- Oracle left uh uh, you know, uh, Josh, um, Joe Rogan left, Ben Shapiro left, Elon Musk left, and the Rose Bowl left. The Rose Bowl, <laughs> the Rose Bowl moved to Texas. It's great. It's a you know, obviously that is a a a, a preview of things to come for the rest of the country. You, you know, things start in California. It's a peak right. We're seeing it destroyed by crazy left wing policies. And uh, it ain't going to end anytime soon. You know, no, and now Newsom wants legislation that's going to fine and tax companies even after they've left. So if you move out of California into Austin, Texas, you're going to have to pay taxes in California for a decade. I mean, talk well, about the good like, news. If you're Gavin Newsom, though, is that uh, the French laundry is going to get some major, major stimulus money. You know that, you know They'll get what is it? Ten times more than the average restaurant. Seventeen, 17 times it was. Seventeen times more. Half million dollars. Uh, all right, we have to get to a couple of things before I uh, I put Shattuck on the spot and find out why he uh, 
you know, overplayed my big announcement yesterday. I'm blaming you entirely, but uh, I was a little, I was thrilled like everybody else. I was, uh, I laughed out loud when I saw Tom Brady troll Tony Dungy yesterday. This was great for about 10 seconds until I realized Tom missed the mark. If you missed it, Tony Dungy hates, hates uh, Brady, hates everything about the Patriots. And he, I guess he would be the first troll because he was trolling Brady. He says he'd pick, is it six quarterbacks ahead of Brady? Yes. Uh, yep. uh, if he had to pick a quarterback and it's Steve uh, Young, John Elway, Peyton Manning, by the way, because he says when asked why he would take these guys ahead of Brady, he says because he likes mobile quarterbacks. No, he just doesn't like Brady, doesn't like the Patriots, Belichick. It's a sore spot. We know that. And he does this whenever he's asked about quarterbacks. He he disrespects Tom Brady. And in this case, he, he, he listed the quarterbacks he'd take ahead of Brady, and it's kind of ridiculous. Nobody uh, would ever agree with him. And so Brady responded by just tweeting out the flag, the banner that they put up in uh, in Indianapolis for for what was it for? For uh, being for making a, the AFC championship, wasn't it? For making the championship. So it says AFC finalist. Finalist, yes. 2014. And Brady posted, there it is, just a banner, ridiculous banner. They lost the championship game, but they posted that. And everybody was giving them credit and saying, oh, what a savage for uh, – for uh, embarrassing, uh, firing back at Dungy. But then it turns out, as you know, people did a little research, that Tony Dungy wasn't even the coach of that Colts team. So Brady, Brady didn't delete it or anything, did he? He didn't even mention it. No, he left it up there. He left it up there. He just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he puts Aaron Rodgers ahead of uh, Brady, Steve Young, um, John Elway. Um, it's silly, but again, it's just, way he's always felt he hates hates brady brady posts that banner and then everyone you know says tom dungy wasn't the coach but in defense of brady don't you associate dungy with the colts don't you know that he was rooting for the colts against the patriots that he's always going to root for the colts so this is embarrassing for the colts so it must be by extension embarrassing for their former coach sure sure Tony Dungy overrated, by the way. I don't know who who wants to take his opinion on this. Isn't he? He's, he's terrible. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy and a good Christian. But do you ever hear him say anything on uh, on NBC that's really enlightening? No, but even as a coach, right? Like his his playoff record isn't good, right? He's he's got to be under 500. Playoff. Didn't he win with the Buccaneers too? In- yes, he did. But well, huh? it wasn't. It was that one. his team, right? But but Gruden won, and he you know has a, you're right. He has a great reputation. But um, he uh, didn't win much, and he doesn't sound like he – I mean, I don't even know why. I guess he's there because everyone likes him, and, you know, he's a good – like I said, a good – you know, like the moral leader of the NFL. So they put him on these shows and put him on NBC, but he's uh, never tells – you. he's not like Gruden was or Tony Romo was or even Rodney Harrison is. He doesn't, like, tell you stuff, you, you know, tell you things you don't know, does he? No, he was for the first few years of, uh, you know, against Rodney Harrison. That was good because, you know, the gimmick, it was kind of like the Sox-Yankees thing. Um, but I don't think he's anything special. And I'm not- Rodney's humorless. Rodney's good, but he's humorless. He doesn't ever, if you hear him on the radio, he never jokes about anything. He's a very serious guy. Um, I'm trying Speak, to get- actually, speaking of that, I know it's off topic. Did you see, we didn't talk about this earlier in the week. Did you see Aqib Tlaib? Fantastic. Yeah, he's. I mean, I'll give him this. He's different. He's. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know he's there. You know he's he's doing the game because he sounds so different when he's on when he's on red zone and you're bouncing around. He just jumps out at you because he's yeah. so, the rest of them sound like you know all the same. And there's uh, you know there's a keep to leave. I'm not sure he brings a lot of insight to the game either. But he's starting off. He'll I mean he's refreshing. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe long term, it, it kind of gets boring, but uh, or it just you know becomes predictable at that point. Not not as funny, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, and, and he'll he's going to go nowhere because you know that uh, the, the, he got great reviews, and they're probably looking for young you know African American analysts, and he's uh, he's just starting out. Uh, can I get Tony Dungy's freaking record? Sorry, getting Tony Dungy. You asked for his coaching record. I'm trying to get it. I'm going to posit, by the way, that Peyton Manning would have had a better career in New England than Brady did. Yeah, um, Peyton Manning would have had a great career in New England, but it's impossible to have a better career than Tom Brady. It's impossible. Nobody is even close, um, and no one, no one else would win six Super Bowls. But how would you? Say, how can you say it's impossible? Those first two Super Bowls weren't like it, the kicker won the first two Super Bowls, right? Uh, there was a quarterback involved too, you know, with one twenty-one left, the co- the quarterback led them into, um, into field goal range. Uh, you can say that cause I know you want to, you know, you know, Oh, I mean, I just think that Manning was, uh, was a surgeon. He was so f- f- impressive. I'm going to say Manning's the second best quarterback ever. How's that? But anyway, all right, we, uh, I, I'm going to mention, I'm going to do shake concrete and then I'm going to, um, put uh, Shattuck on the spot, asked him why he ruined my big surprise. <laughs> I didn't say that. You didn't ruin a surprise. You overplayed it. And then I had to take all the incorrect, incorrect. First, I'm going to tell you what you can do. Do it for a loved one this Christmas. It's not too late. You can call Shea Concrete and you can have them build you a building, build you a precast concrete building. And you can do it in the winter because they do it all indoors. You don't have to go outside. Check out the precast concrete buildings from Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy set worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete manufactures, delivers, and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building? Go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, before we wrap this up, Shattuck, you tweeted, you weren't even on the show yesterday, but you tweeted <clears throat> that I had a big announcement. So I was on the spot and I had to had to uh, do the big announcement, which to some people wasn't big enough. It's big <laughs> to me. 
it's big to me. It's big to Dave. We are joining the uh, Podcast One family, as we announced yesterday. We are going national. We are uh, starting with them on January 4th. You'll hear there'll be some um, things that sound different. There'll be spots. There'll be um, uh, production. That will Ooh, be, uh, another shot Dave. And, um, yeah, there'll actually be someone who does some production, which will be nice. Um, and they're going to try and get us to do some guests. And some guests will do and some we won't. But oh, no, we're going to keep you knuckleheads around for sure. Um, uh, and, uh, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, you, you kind of gave the secret away and you overplayed it. And immediately people said, what's the big deal? It's another one of those stupid announcements that doesn't really affect the listener. And it, it affects the listener, but yes. not as much as it affects me. So why'd you do that to me? It's a huge- fairness, you, you set it up though, Jerry, you, you set it up the day before and made it into it. You didn't say that it's really a huge announcement for me, not necessarily for you. So uh, oh, this is Dave now who stabbed me in the back on Twitter saying Shattuck hype this thing. I completely got it. When you were on with turtle boy on Monday, you kept mentioning the big show announcement. The big show announcement was coming tomorrow. So I got excited about it, Jerry. I was inspired by a certain gentleman from uh, who, speaking of uh, postseason, who coughed up the Chelmsford High School game in 1979. We're going to be here for a couple more days this week, and we'll have a big announcement. We'll get to that big show announcement, and I mean a good one. I don't know what inspired me, Jerry. Did I overplay it? I mean, it is a big yeah. deal to me. It is a big deal. This is you going back to the show, Jerry. This is huge. This and is a big deal because we've been trying to do this for a year, and obviously we had this little pandemic that got in the way. But uh, it is, it is, it took a while. Negotiations to take a while, but we got it done. That is huge. And, but I think that the problem was with uh, other than the fact that Colin Ains a weasel. But I think that the, <laughs> the problem is is that online, I think a lot of like older Twitter users, people my age and up, assume that terrestrial radio is a thing still. And so if, yeah. if the announcement was you were going to EEI, that's a demotion. That wouldn't be good news. Uh, uh, believe me, that will never happen. They go in the other direction. Everybody, right. if, if and if they make some changes on EEI, and they will, they're going to go cheap. Trust me, if you see a new person, it's going to be someone working for the bare minimum um, that's the way they're going they're, they're I mean, the revenue is gone. The ratings are obviously in the toilet, but they're not the only ones. I mean, radio, even, even stations with, uh, with decent ratings have no revenue. I mean, all the, right. uh, you know, again, we go back to all the industry, all the restaurants that are, that are hurting the, 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 the hair replacement places. And, and by the way, sports teams too, you know, like the garden and uh, all the, uh, ancillary, uh, business because of games and crowds and they're all gone. It's gone. I mean, they're, they're done They're You're not, and they're not coming back. As Springsteen said, those jobs are leaving boys and they ain't coming back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this, this, is the way, this is the way everyone's going. You know that this is everyone's podcasting is the future. We know that now. Yeah. And now you're on the same essentially station with Adam Corolla and your spots are running on Corolla. I knew I heard your, 
I heard Corolla spots on your show of like five days ago. I'm like, what the hell is this? this is yeah, and that, and that's just what I mean. Like from the listener perspective, nothing changes. Literally, their their life just goes on the same. About the show's still going to get released at the same time. They're going to hear it the same way, same platforms. So you should have said, no, you need to be happy for me when I give this yeah. show announcement. You need to be happy for me, and we are. You're going to hear some difference. There'll be more guests, and they'll hopefully be good ones. We're not going to do bad ones, but. I'm also doing commentaries every week and I don't even know where they appear, but I do commentaries on the NFL. I do. And Conan knows this. They're brilliant. They're like their performance art. And I have never heard one of them, but they're out there somewhere on the podcast. Oh, I usually, by the way, I don't side with dramatic radio people and the work effort to do X and the work to do this. The work Jerry has to put in to do those stupid 60-second bits, that's real work. That's like copywriting. So I'll give you credit. You don't even, you don't even know me yeah. in that regard. I'm slow. I'm not a fast writer, so it is work, but uh, we're getting it done. And maybe you should churn out a damn newsletter, Jerry. Let's go. That's the other half of this thing. Uh, maybe that'll be next, Shattuck. You never know. There's a, that, that's, that's something Thing that to consider something to consider. we'll see how this goes first of all okay we're going to see how this goes but uh i thanked everybody yesterday including you and all the rest of the cause but you know what i'd put you right near the top of the list right up there with uh you know reamer and uh Sapichet. you're up there, <laughs> there. i don't know i don't know that we not You're sure. still leaving us behind. I feel like I'm on the American embassy in Saigon in 75. Yeah, Attic is by far the most reliable, yet he's also the most desperate. So they kind of work hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Just See, CEO, work together. CEO of Podcast One said, we really need Tom Shattuck's sports expertise. He said he, want, he wants your NFL picks every week. He wants you to break down the NBA playoffs. So we have to keep you around. And we will do that. We will um, we'll be we'll – be, um, Taking a few days off, and believe it or not, this no, we didn't first... talk about the BYU game. I wanted to talk. No, about. That's true. We didn't talk about Zach Wilson, your next Patriot quarterback, or I should say, next your twenty twenty one starting Patriot quarterback, Zach Wilson, for a BYU led them in the Boca Raton Bowl over Central Florida last <laughs> night. If you saw him, it was he was probably too good. He probably worked his way up the uh, draft board, so the Patriots won't even have a chance. But he might be there, according to some of my draft uh, gurus, experts. If Zach Wilson's there, that would be an exciting choice for the New England Patriots. But, but the guy I mean, we have there is on pace to um, have a dozen passing touchdowns. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's on pace to have about seven. It's embarrassing, and uh, it's not going to get any better. You get two more games of the Cam Newton era, then he's going to take his funny hats and go elsewhere. But why uh, is he so awful? He's like physically, he seems he, like he should be a inaccurate. He's bet he's not making good decisions and he's not making accurate throws, and those are not good things for an NFL quarterback. But which, which again goes to my point that this season actually exceeded expectations because you had a nobody behind center. You had how many holdouts were there for COVID at the beginning of the season? Was it seven or eight or nine seven or eight? So exceeded expectations. Great job, great. Season. We'll see if they finish strong and and you know let the Jets win. In the last game, if the Jets still have a shot at Trevor Lawrence, then Belichick lets them win so that they they don't get Trevor Lawrence. That'll be kind of interesting. But that's the last of the you know suspense to this season for New England. But uh, we will leave it there, Shattuck. I want you to have a good Christmas, you and your 27 children. Thank you. I hope, you I hope, I hope you've made your reservation for church. Uh, Turtle Boy said you got to make a reservation if you want to take your family to church. So you got to do that, but uh, you have a uh, good one, and we will talk to you again soon. Again, 
thanks for all you've done for us, Shannon. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm going to get myself some a big bag of peanut M and M's just for your Christmas bonus. And Thank uh, you. I know you. Oh, Christmas bonus is the rights to uh, to what was it? The, the right little Jerry Callahan merchandise. Yeah, the little Jerry Callahan merch. There you, you go. Got it. That is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel Podcast, who will soon have uh, merchandise, including shirts and hats with his uh, chickens and roosters on them. Including little Jerry Callie and the head rooster. Yes. In the uh in the Shattuck chicken coop. But you got it, man. You got it. You got permission from me. Go nuts. Thank you. All right, Shattuck, thanks. And thanks to Shea Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU. And thanks to everybody for listening, ratings, subscribing. We appreciate it. Um we will be taking uh, the Christmas holiday off and uh, working on a few things, getting ready for our uh, podcast one debut i want everyone to have a great christmas as i always say um tonight thank god it's them instead of you the most uh, heartwarming christmas wish from uh from bono bono i believe in the uh we are the world whatever that's called christmas song tonight <laughs> thank god it's them starving to death and not you that's what we should all do on this christmas season but uh I, oh, actually, uh, we are feeding the world in this stimulus check, that's Jerry. That's a good point. Tonight, thank God, it's them getting $70 million for their gender programs in uh, Pakistan and Tibet. Thank God it's them and not you. Or should I say, wish to pray to God it'll be you and not them next time. But, uh, all right, Colin, what are you doing for Christmas? You're staying bucket uh, down? Stay in put. I do want to do one final disclaimer to our, our Facebook Live audience that was loyal by the way, and they sh- a lot of people showing up each and every day. We got really good numbers on Facebook Live. Uh, we're done, though. So maybe we'll see you again. I don't know, but we're done as of today. But you, so, all you have to do is subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hit subscribe, and uh, you can listen every day, and there'll be some video. We'll be on video somewhere, somehow, and we will keep you posted. Or you can do this, too. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jerry Callahan, and he's at Dave Cullinane. Is that it, Dave Cullinane? At, at Dave Cullinane, at Tom Shattuck, wherever. Tom Shattuck. And follow the show. We never promote this because uh, I don't know why we don't, but you can follow the Jerry Callahan podcast. Is that what it is on uh, yep. Twitter? Cal- Callahan podcast. On Callahan Twitter. podcast on Twitter. We'll keep you posted. We'll tell you where you can find us on video. We'll give you any updates we have with the transition to podcast one. It's an exciting time, Shattuck. It's big, real big for me. Yeah, for me, <laughs> I know, I know. We expect to be abandoned very soon, Jerry. Yeah, as you, you go back into the bright lights, head to Callahan Podcast on Twitter to follow Jerry's transition. Everybody, so there you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, w- I will be transitioning this holiday season. And if you want to stay, stay up to date. Follow me and follow the show, the podcast on Twitter. All right. Thanks very much. Have a great Christmas, everybody. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 
Sports have a way of bringing us all together. And at Sleeper, we developed a fantasy platform designed to make leagues more fun and personal. Sleeper includes an integrated chat and every feature you could want for your NFL, NBA, and even eSport leagues. Plus, it's completely free with no ads. See why millions have made Sleeper the fastest-growing fantasy platform. Download Sleeper on the App Store or Google Play today.